This is the Bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. That's right, you heard the man. Welcome to the Bullpen, Tuesday edition. I'm Patrick Osborne, he's Brandon Elkins. 512-834-1027 is the number. It is Tuesday. And he said And once again, my mic screen is missing. I swear to God, man. I'm telling you, man, it, it might not be a bad idea to get one. I did. That was mine. That was mine. Oh, that was yours. That was mine. I thought you just been and twice now else's. it's been taken from this room, and I don't appreciate it. Okay, well, might not be a bad idea to, you know, kind of like with our adapters, right? Our headphone adapters. Things are like worth more than gold here. Yeah. Same but- kind of deal. I think you should do with your with your mic screen. Like, I don't let mine out of my sight. Somebody's going to get spit all over I it. I don't have a, like, do a, something gross with it. I don't have a right. fancy, like, drawer to put it in when I'm not using it. I leave it in the same spot. It's on this trophy. I've seen you with a backpack. I don't want to put it in there. Come on, man. Excuses. That thing is going to collect whatever it touches, and I have to put... I don't know, anyway. Well, then put something good in your backpack. It's, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a backpack, man. I don't care what I put in it. Happy Tuesday to uh, all of you out there. We appreciate you joining us. I keep wanting to say on this Tuesday morning, even though it is not a Tuesday morning. That's yeah. It hasn't been Tuesday morning it's for two enough. hours. I'll, I'll, I'll never make fun of you for that. I'll never give you crap I for that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Wouldn't be bothered if you did. Did you watch the games last night? I watched a little bit of it. Yeah. I was uh, busy with some softball playoffs last night. We right, got we got we got bounced first round, but it was a good it was a good match. I uh, I went all out. I'm very sore. I can't walk today, man. Before we get into the to the football, I got, what position do you play in, in in left field softball? Left field or first base or I'll play anywhere. I don't want to play third base or, or shortstop anymore because mainly I played shortstop most of my life. You're afraid I'm tired of, of rocket it. line drives? No, I'm just tired of playing that position. I like being in the outfield. Mm. I like catching the ball more than yeah, a hundred miles an hour. With a ball triple the size of a Fair regular enough. baseball, and you're 30, 60 feet closer. Yeah, there's really nothing soft. I don't understand how are. any of those rules make sense at all. But look, we also can't run ninety feet because that's why we play this game. So it makes so sense. The, so the they're not ninety feet. I, I don't. I don't no, know. They're the like rules of forty, like forty-five feet or, or something like that. Forty-five. It's still good. Good it's God, the, man. It's and but what I appreciate it is they have the uh, the, the the double bases on first base. So there's no close close calls on the ankles. Oh, isn't that neat? Here's your fun fact about softball at, coming, in Austin, Texas. Coming to an MLB ballpark. Near and you. look, I've got a great team. We've been playing for a while now. Well, shout that's out cool, to, man. Shout out to my, my team. Actually, uh, years and years ago, when I first started working here, uh, they were putting together a, a, a softball team here. And Jason Dick actually was putting the team together. I'm on that team on the Wednesdays. The only reason that I I'm was never Ligers. able to join is because they, always, they would practice at like, you know, some kind of – you know, in the evening hour on a weeknight, and I at the time was having to be here at like one in the morning. Yeah, yeah. not any easier now having to be here at three or four. Our still. game tomorrow is at nine fifteen. Care to join us? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I'll be staring at the back of my eyelids. Good for you. Uh, so, uh, some we begin today with some good news out of Buffalo, as Bills cornerback Dane Jackson has exited the hospital less than one day after suffering that pretty nasty injury. Yeah, it was pretty. It was a pretty scary collision with uh, Tremaine Edmonds in that second quarter of the game last night against the Titans. Uh, he walked out of the hospital this morning, and all indications are they avoided any serious injury. That's according to the NFL Network. Uh, we should he- hear more today from Bills coach Sean McDermott. He's expected to, to address the status at a press conference later today. But uh, apparently, taken to Erie County Medical Center uh, last night for evaluation for the injury. He got a CT scan, x-ray. Uh, at no point did he lose any movement of his extremities. He had full movement at all. That's great. The team rushed, uh, the, the trainers rushed out there immediately. 
Uh, he collided, though, with Edmonds uh, trying to make a tackle on Titans receiver Traylon Burks. Uh, this was about 58 seconds left in the first half, minute or so left in the first half. Uh, Edmonds, uh, Edmonds hit Jackson in the upper body, and Jackson's head and neck just sort of snapped back real forcefully. It looked kind of it looked. Yeah, I bad. saw the replay. It, it was scary. It was scary. So uh, good news out of Buffalo there. He, it looks like he's going to be okay. Of course, Jackson was uh, picked seventh in uh, 2020 out of Pittsburgh. He had uh, three tackles last night, pass deflection uh, prior to that injury. So. You know, glad he's him. okay. Yeah, game was delayed for about ten minutes, uh, as they tended to him. But uh, as I mentioned, he was moving his legs the whole time, and so it didn't look to be. It looked scary, but it yeah. looked like things at the time, at least on the field, looks like things were okay. A lot of injuries look worse than uh, sometimes what they really are, but you still got to be uh, just a little careful. Now little you know, precautious. you know whose injuries were not good last night? Tennessee Titans. Got their asses kicked. Yeah, they didn't get a they not a, not a, any good news for Tennessee. No, last night. and in fact, last week after uh, after Buffalo's first win of the season, I said this Buffalo Bills team is for real. Yes, and if you weren't believing me then, maybe this will be the punctuation on that statement that'll make you believe it. Ben Clements, who's friends with uh, 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 Mitch Morse, the starting center for the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Said, uh, you know, inside sources say that uh, Max or uh, uh, Mitch Morse was saying that this team was really feeling good this offseason and they're good together as one, the, like kind of like what we talk about with Sark and the Longhorns, the culture, the cohesive unit, the cohesive unit is yeah. one. And I think that it's all clearly already showing. Yeah. And I don't think many people are going to stop them. This no, year. I'll tell you one thing that's really working for him right now is this Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs connection they got going on i like josh allen also because he's my fantasy quarterback so okay well this is working it. out really well for you i took so him first round and i got a lot of crap for that did and, you really oh let me tell you i'm two and oh so bummer for them who aren't he had, a, he had a pretty good night last night he looked great uh a lot of his success last night came on the play action pass uh four play action passing touchdowns most in his career most of the titans have allowed in a game since at least 2006 uh, he had 14 completions on the play-action throws, tied for second most in his career, 219 yards on play-action, third most in his career. Uh, so he looked pretty good. Uh, the 41-7 was the uh, final score there. Bills open, uh, scored on the opening drive. Titans responded. After that, it was all Bills. Uh, they they uh, reeled off 34 straight after that. I did not expect the Titans to be this bad. I knew they weren't going to win that game, but, man. Yeah, I knew they wouldn't it looked win. looked like they didn't even show up. I honestly hadn't been paying a whole lot of attention to the Titans. Uh, They're play. They should lately. be a playoff team. Yeah. They are a playoff team. Used to, I, I would follow them years ago, uh, just because you know I, I still sort of viewed them as the former Houston Oilers. Yeah, I don't look at them that way anymore. Now there's the Titans, uh, but yeah, I, I I hadn't really been paying as much attention to them. But I did. I from what I've have seen, I didn't expect a forty-one-seven result. Sure, you know. Sure, but uh, Buffalo is now two and zero for the third time in the last four seasons. They've had three two and zero starts in the previous fifteen. Seasons, first home win on uh, Monday Night Football since 1994, the Jim Kelly days. Yeesh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> been a while. Uh, it's so, been a while. Now, uh, aside from that Dane Jackson injury we mentioned, uh, and and mentioned that he has uh, walked out of the hospital today. Uh, a couple of others, uh, safety Micah Hyde left the field on a card. He also had a neck injury. Uh, linebacker Matt Milano uh, and uh, def- defensive tackle Jordan Phillips also got hurt. So Buffalo got a couple of. Uh, Banged up a little bit last night. I think they'll be all right. Fairly dominant, extremely dominant win. Over it's Tennessee. funny how fast some guys come back from injury when the team is winning. 
Also. Hey, man, when you got reason to come back. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, who's going to want to come back to... Uh, oh, they'll take like their time Houston, if they're not doing well, if you, you know? can tell. Yeah, yeah exactly. Detroit Lions. Ouch. I was going to make a Seattle Mariners joke, but this isn't the year to make that joke. Damn right it's not. <laughs> Damn <laughs> not right. The, this is not the year to make How a Mariners How dare joke. you? That's yeah. not even the same sport. Come you're on. Right, you're right. So, uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> Bill scored a touchdown on the opening drive for the seventh straight game, including the playoffs. That's the longest streak since the Falcons did it in 2016. They, they, they reeled off eight straight. Uh, Bills are going to be uh, at Miami on Sunday for their next game. Tennessee got outclassed in, in every way, shape, and form imaginable. You'd almost think that them giving up the touchdown right away on their first opening drive kind of deflated them already. Well, but they Made ca- it seem like they were deflated already. Yeah, but then they came back and they answered. Yeah. They answered but, with a score of their own. And then that was it. And that was it for them after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was that second score that apparently was the was just too it was much. was the heartbreaker. It was too hot Couldn't to do handle, it. too Couldn't cold to hold. Man. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Hey. A little Bobby Brown action for you there. Dig it. How about it? Uh, on the other side. Did of they the, call the Ghostbusters? Because they're in control. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I know songs. <laughs> they throw a party for a bunch of children and all the while the sign was on the Amen. Amen. Yeah, I know the song too. Uh, on the other side of the monday night football coin we had philadelphia hosting minnesota and uh i realized something that well actually reaffirmed something i I already knew kirk cousins not ready for prime time Mm, shocker dubious distinction now of having the absolute worst record in the history of nfl for monday night two and ten in his career on monday night worst record in league history I'm Kirk shocked. Cousins. I'm shocked. A mediocre quarterback has mediocre numbers. Am I mistaken, or did did Michael Irvin not take Kirk Cousins to be the MVP? He sure did this this season. It's called clickbait. Have Have you heard of Clearly, it? Clearly, that's yeah. what it was. <laughs> uh, no man in There's his right no mind could have possible way. That. He looked awful. So it was twenty four seven dismal loss to the Eagles last night uh, for the Vikings. So Cousins has fallen to two and ten in his career. His final stat line twenty seven to forty six for two twenty one. He had a two yard second quarter touchdown to Irv Smith. Uh, those three picks we mentioned, a 51.1 QBR. Hey, good for you, Kirk. I guess. <laughs> good for you, guy. Doing great, man. Good for you. Um, Kevin O'Connell, though, Vikings rookie head coach, he's, he's still, you know, defending. So I thought, I thought Kirk battled, battled tonight. That's what sure. they all say. Yeah, that's, that's a nice way to put it. That is like, that's the only thing you ever hear. I mean, uh, that, that is such coach speak right there. Yeah, he battled well. It's too easy. Yeah, he also lost. He's got the worst record now for all of Monday Night Football in the league, ever. Now, on the other side... Good luck to you, Kirk Jalen, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was shining as Cousins was stumbling all over the place. Uh, he scored three total touchdowns. Uh, Philadelphia built up that 24-7 lead. Uh, led to just five Minnesota rushing plays in the second half. Uh, but uh, Hurts, Hurts looked great. I think he's for real. I he, think he's finally arrived. He looked great. And, in fact, uh, Cowboys owner, GM Jerry Jones, actually mentioned that he, he was pretty impressed by Jalen Hurts. Uh, let's see, said here uh, that he was, um, let's see, here we go right here. Uh, he says that uh, he expressed uh, his reaction to Hurts' Monday night performance. He says uh, he really evolved, has been better than when he, uh, when he came out, uh, better than you might have thought. I was particularly impressed with his passing, right? So, uh, and he says that the, uh, the Eagles are going to be all the Cowboys can handle on October 16th. Dun, dun, dun. When they're there. Dun, dun, dun. You think Dak will be back? I, I think Dak will probably be back. Dak, Dak to be back. Um, <laughs> by the way, Kirk Cousins, just one more thing on him. He threw three interceptions. That gives him 11 since 2015 oh on Mondays. God. That's also the most in the He threw three league. interceptions last night? Yeah. yeah. So he's got 11 since 2015 on Monday night. Man. Worst also in the league. 
Hmm. I don't understand why so many people think he's elite. Michael Irvin. Can I'm not have really. Him. I'm not really sure what what they're looking at, what they're watching. Michael Irvin can have him. Uh, so to answer your question about Dak, actually, Jerry's pretty optimistic about Dak right now. Oh, uh, there's been a lot of thinking that you know Dak might be out for several weeks. Uh, Jerry Jones was actually on 105.3 The Fan up in Dallas today. Talked a little bit about Dak's injury. I don't know. I don't know that anybody knows. But uh, know. when he can uh, get get uh, away from the, the uh, or get into the strength area where he can grasp, then um, you'll see uh, the, probably uh, the real advancement in his timeline. And I don't know when that I don't know when that is. I do know that I think after a good airing out last week, everybody recognizes that he'll be back sooner rather than later as far as the timeline. And uh, uh, it, it uh, really could be a, a minimal of uh, two weeks up here uh, in my mind. Now that's very optimistic, but it could be. And uh, he's got the, the kind of. Uh, uh, repair there that will allow him not to have a lot of fear about re-injuring. It's just a question of the grip, but it's a big question. So there you go. Could be two weeks. And that uh, that was a very vague answer for having taken a very long time to complete his sentence. Yeah, uh, the quote was: uh, "It really could be a minimum of two weeks up here." In my mind. Yeah, in my mind, in my it mind. could be two weeks, and that was very optimistic. So as soon as week four, Jerry thinks Dak might be able to play. Now, uh, uh, he also kicked that off and says, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, whatever. I, 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 I guess we'll see. I'm going to say probably not. Mark your calendars for uh, week four against Washington and go from there. Well, yeah. And then keep marking your calendars when he's not returning in either any of those games. Yes, indeed. We got more NFL news on the way here. Also, some playoff pictures starting to take shape there over in uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, Astros did a little something last night. Joy. And a little Longhorn talk as well, previewing uh, the opening up of Big 12 Conference play on Saturday against the Red Raiders. 512-834-1027 is the number here in the bullpen. This is the bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. It's there with him. What is it? Uh, The ability to... uh, uh, make those big plays uh, when it's time to make those big plays. Uh, and uh, he's got that. Uh, he's uh, uh, always had that. Uh, the thing is that he's uh, a grinder. He will really uh, conscientious. He will work at it, which is really important. He's an intelligent receiver. Important. Very important. And so it's all there. And we know he's capable of making the big plays. And he's uh, just uh, like uh, like all of us. If it works right for you, you'll get better as you go. And uh, he's going to get better and better. And uh, uh, we're going to be the benefactor of it. Cowboys owner GM there, Jerry Jones, on whether or not uh, C.D. Lamb has turned a corner as a number one for the Cowboys there. Well, he doesn't have a choice. Uh, he doesn't, I, think, does I he? think he will. I think, he, I think he's getting there. I don't know if you can... Yeah, I'd say he's. An, I'd say yeah. I, I, I don't, don't know, know why I'm going. I don't know why I'm going back and forth on this. I, he's definitely a number one receiver. He's a number one receiver because, but I mean, you're right. I mean, they really don't have a whole lot of other options. Not right? really. There's not Maybe a lot. Of, Michael there, Gallup one day. Yeah, once in a while, right? 
But if he stays healthy, typically, uh, no. I mean, they, they got problems in Dallas right they now. Do. They got their real problems. I uh, they're, they're going up against the Giants on Monday night. And uh, how about them Giants two and three. Uh, linebacker Jalen Smith has signed with the Giants. Return engagement. He played four games, made two starts for the Giants after he was released by the Cowboys last season. And you won't be surprised when he's released right after the game. Right. <laughs> uh, he uh, came into the league as a 2016 second-round pick. He missed his entire rookie year because he had a pretty bad knee injury that he got in his last game when he was playing with Notre Dame or at Notre Dame. Uh, played in every game for the Cowboys over the next four seasons. Pro Bowler in uh, 2019. Right. Phased out of the lineup last season, though, and then moved on to the Packers before his, his first stint uh, with the Giants. Kind of surprising how fast he fell off. Yeah. I mean, it's been real, a real quick moves for him after, yeah. you know, pretty consistent uh, starts with the Cowboys. 536 tackles, 10 sacks, two interceptions, five forced fumbles, six fumble recoveries over his entire career. Hmm. So, Jalen Smith on the practice squad. We'll the see Giants. if the strategy of bringing him in. Will help the Giants beat them. We will see. We will see. Indeed. Doesn't seem likely. I'd still, I still. I think the Cowboys will win this game, but I don't. I don't. I don't believe in an undefeated it. Giants team right now. I'm sorry. I just don't. Yeah. And I, I believe in the Cowboys more than the Giants. Well, this Giant, yeah, this Giants team been doing anything. And one of my buddies is a huge Giants fan, and I don't understand Giants fans. I just don't get I don't, why. Why you got like the Giants? I don't know. What the Jets? That's like that's <laughs> like asking a Mariners fan why they like the Mariners when they haven't made the playoffs in 21 years. Yes, yeah, I don't know. I just, a lot of losing. I don't anything to do with it's them not making the playoffs. Losing. It's just more about no. But still, I they could like be the equal Giants. to the Giants. Com- they can be comparable to the Giants in baseball because they've had. At least they've had like four winning seasons in twenty-one years. This is true. Well, so you know that could all change for you guys. That could all change for you guys this year. Sixteen games to go. Our our magic number is Mm twelve. Oh uh, my God! Coming down to the wire for you. Thank God we're done playing the Angels. Jeez. Also in the NFL, over in Kansas City, Chiefs linebacker Willie Gay suspended by the NFL for four games for a violation of the league's personal conduct policy. You heard about him getting arrested back in uh, in January for a criminal property damage of less than a thousand dollars. About this arrest, uh, this I, happened I, in Overland I, Park, Kansas, back in January. It's a misdemeanor. Yeah, this was that was a little long for my memory. So his suspension begins immediately. He'll miss games against the Colts, Buccaneers, Raiders, and Bills. Eligible to return after Week Six, right? He agreed over the summer to enter a diversion program to resolve this criminal case. So for the next two weeks, prohibited from entering the uh, the Chiefs' practice facility. No contact with team officials after that. You can come back, 10 team practices or team meetings, I should say. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he started both games with the Chiefs this season, tied for second on the team in tackles, also tied for the lead in uh, tackles for loss. So. Good luck to him. Yeah, yeah. Hope uh, that works out. Looks like the Buccaneers may be signing Cole Beasley to their practice squad. That, I saw that earlier. Ed sent me that earlier. That's yeah. uh, that's that's interesting. Trying to add to a shorthanded wide receiver core there in Tampa There was uh, one team in particular that I could think of that needs wide receiver help that – and. Certainly knows the offense very well. Cowboys. Mm. Cole Beasley. Yeah, I feel like we were just talking about him. Not even a few months ago. Yeah. We were just saying, please sign him. Please yeah. sign him. What are you doing? Please sign him. Well, the Buccaneers signing. They got um, him. He, uh, you know, released by the Bills back in March. Uh, he didn't sign with another team as a free agent in the offseason. So the Bucks plan to elevate him to their active roster soon. That's according to the NFL Network. Um, Bills granted him the permission to seek a trade in March. Then they released him in a move that freed up about $6.1 million in salary cap space for him. Mm-hmm. So he's joining uh, Tampa Bay in their showdown against the Packers without Mike Evans, star receiver Mike Evans, who got suspended for a game for his role on Sunday in that fight with the Saints. I thought if you appeal it, you're allowed to play. That's interesting. Uh, I guess the appeal is before the game. Yeah, so. I, I've not heard anything about him being able to play. As far as I've heard at he, this point. I know he I, 
I saw the name of the judge he's going up with. I don't know, or whoever judges his appeal. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Well, you know, I actually I got curious here, and so I went looking. Uh, I, I, you know, there's a stat for everything. Yep. Like everything under the sun. So uh, when you look here at Tom Brady with and without Mike Evans on the field, uh, he's got a Brady's got a 71.6 QBR with versus a 48.5. Oh wow! Off. Oh, yeah. that's bad. Yeah. Um, passer rating of 103.7 when he's on, 88.7 when he's off. Hmm. He completes almost 8% more of his passes, 67.4 compared to 60.8 when he's on the field. Uh, throws almost half more, uh, 3.45 inter- uh, touchdown to interceptions uh, versus three when he's on the field. And then, uh, you know, picks up a few more yards per attempt as well. So the, the presence of Mike Evans based on this stats, it, it, it matters to Tom Brady Definitely. as he's getting old and needs every bit of help he can get. I think it's starting to show a little bit. You tired of this guy yet? Uh, a little bit. A lot of bit. I've been tired since 2005. Kidding me? I stuck around longer than COVID. I remember when when the Hawks made their first Super Bowl in 05, right after Tom Brady went on the run of so many Super Bowls with the Patriots. And the first year he wasn't in it, he was the one who got to do the coin toss. He, he was the one who got to flip the coin in the coin toss just to make sure Tom Brady was at the Super Bowl. Like, give me a break. Yeah, I, I mean, could this guy's life get any better? I mean, everything about it seems to be... Do you think he's happy in his life of being in the spotlight all the time? Now, apparently, his, his love life is in the spotlight, too. What's wrong with his love life? Apparently, him and Giselle are uh, sleeping in different places. Oh, no. Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> Boonchin aren't uh, aren't sleeping in the same room anymore, huh? I mean, I didn't that, realize that's, that's a total all rumor. Right, so I don't know life... if that's true or not, but like all that is... All that gets put out there, and he's got to know. He's got to hear about now, it. Now, here's the thing about the guy like Tom Brady: you could lose a guy like Giselle Bunchen and be with a hotter chick two hours later. Well, sure, but it's, it's his no, wife. No, no problem. He's got a family with her. Yeah, well, you know, I'm it's just, not that easy just to you know flip a switch and move on to someone else. Sure, it is for some people. No, I'm not insinuating that. I'm just. Saying. I'm not saying you are. I'm saying some people out there. Trust me. I'm just saying the man you has have, options. You haven't That's been out saying. in the dating world as long as I had. And it was brutal. Yeah, no, it's brutal. That's, that's a thing. That is a thing. But it wouldn't be brutal, as brutal for a man like Tom Brady when you could. True. You know, I mean, you know, you go to the bathroom, you wipe with hundred dollar bills. You got like him, right? I hope he has a bidet. I want a bidet. Or you got yourself a nice, you know, a very, gold, a golden bidet. bidet. Yeah, not even plated. Diamond, solid crusted. gold. Must be nice. Mm, yeah. Well, one day. One so day, I man. Didn't, one okay, day. so I didn't realize that there was there was strife in the Abunchen compound. So. Again, total rumor. Don't know if it's true, but still, like, I, I, it's it's just a point that that stuff gets brought up, you know, in the media, and then it just blows up. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the media likes to talk. They love their. Uh, I mean, we're talking about it. Their TMZ Whoops. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's head over to the ballpark. He got him. Astros win the American League West. The train keeps rolling for the Houston Astros. Five out of six years, five straight full season division titles an incredible run yeah that's uh to put it lightly astros have uh clinched the west first round by in the alds after their shutout win over the rays now they got their eyes set on the the al's top seed uh the the golden era of astros baseball has just not wanted to stop Mm. you still got five guys from the 2017 world series team 
who are still there. You know, guys like Bregman and Altuve and Verlander, yep. right? Yep. And then they've got all these brand new guys, these younger cats who've been coming in, and they're just as consistent year to year to year. They don't rebuild. They reload. That's pretty much all they've got to do. But uh, one day, the the it will all fall. Every, well, I, they'll yeah. get old enough to retire or get traded and move on, and it's going to be a different shape. I'm not saying they're not going to be good because from – what they've been able to do talent-wise in in reloading with Framber was Framber Valdez, uh, yeah, Jeremy Pena. Yeah. My God, those guys are already all stars, yeah, or at least look like all stars. And we don't know how long you'll have Justin Verlander for. You know, some good free agents are going to want to come over. You got Trey Mancini now at first mm-hmm. base. Leave him there. Mm-hmm. And and as we mentioned yesterday, there is talk that perhaps this is Jordan. Uh, and, I mean, uh, Yuli Gurriel's last season. Yeah, especially so, if Mancini stays healthy. So Mancini could easily take mm-hmm. that first base slot. Yeah. Um, get, I just can't believe Gurriel's, what, you said 38, right? Yeah, I think he's 38. Wow. Yeah, he's, he's getting up there. Doesn't look like it. So get this. When the, when, when the Astros beat the Mets back on June 21st, they opened up a 10-game lead in the division, right? <laughs> there were still nearly 100 games left in the season. And they didn't let their foot off the gas. They just grew that lead and grew and grew and grew. Well, sort of. And now they're three games away from 100, 100 wins on the season. Uh, they're looking phenomenal. And uh, they, they clinched their fifth American League West title in six seasons. Jeez. And they just continue to roll on. Now, for some guys, like we mentioned, like Verlander and Bregman, Altuve, been there, done that, right? Yep. There are other guys out there who should have been there, done that plenty of times in their career, and they haven't like the great Trey Mancini. First time being part of a, a division-winning team, and, um, yeah, it's it's a great feeling. It's something that I've, um, you know, longed for my whole career. How sad is it you're as good as Trey Mancini as the first time you've ever been on a division-winning team? Because he's been with the Orioles his entire career. Who are also kicking ass right now. Well, he's on a better team than the Orioles. Well, I know, and I know. The Orioles are actually falling, falling apart a bit down the stretch. I understand the reason. Why he's not? I'm just saying it's a shame. Because I'm happy a, a guy for him with that sort of talent because of everything he's been through in his life and his baseball career, mm-hmm. surviving cancer mm-hmm. and coming back and just having a monster season and winning uh, AL player or comeback player of the year right after he comes back from a cancer scare. Like incredible, yeah, amazing, yeah, yeah. I mean, and now y'all got him, so and, hold and, on to him because he's, he's a great play. talent. He's ready to he's play. He's a great human. So uh, with the win, the Astros, they earn themselves a bye in the ALDS, and they'll have a home field advantage there, which is always good. You know what I'm really excited for? What's that? Uh, I know it's not a complete change, but next year's schedule, I'm excited that every team plays everyone. Mm. Although I still don't understand why they can't restructure divisions now that they have changed the schedule. What's the point of even having them? Exactly. Because or AL and NL, what's the point? Again, Everything's why, so incestuous now. I will never understand why they put the Houston Astros in the AL West. Well, They're not a West Coast team. Th- you're right. So they should have, since they took them out of the National League, they should have put someone else from the National League yeah. and kind of switch it up. And then we would have had someone at least from California, another California team in the AL West. I always assume they just threw them over there because the Rangers were already there. It doesn't make Which sense for the Rangers d- to be there also either. Also, didn't make sense. You're right. Yeah, but they were already there. That's just. I mean, I've I've never really even. I hope restructuring of the divisions will cha- will conversation will start after next season when every team plays everyone. Yeah. I'm very excited. About yeah, that. Uh, I I don't look forward to that. I actually long for the old day. I pine for the old days that no longer exist, where the American League and National League only met for like in a week. October. Oh uh, well, 
I mean, they for a long time they did the interleague play where yeah, I don't like, it's like I'm a not, week. I don't like interleague at all. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Saying you know, like you stay on your side of the fence, we'll stay on well, ours, look. and we'll only meet in the middle when we got to get bloody. Well, now technically there is no interleague. I know it's, it's all one. Do, it's all one league now. I'm saying they're playing everyone. So uh, Astros ninety seven fifty one. They need only three wins to get a hundred in the season for the fourth time since twenty seventeen. They'd also tie a club record for wins at one oh seven. If they can win ten in the final fourteen down the stretch here, well, keep enjoying the ride, Astros fans. Yeah, You're keep lucky. enjoying the ride. Indeed, baseball is a hard uh, sport, and now, they make it look easy. Alex Bregman also weighed in from the clubhouse. It's been a great start to the season. I think the guys have done a good job um, every day preparing to play and. Um, this is a first step in, uh, in, in the right direction for this ball club. And um, these guys in here are really focused and, and know what's a, know the tough test that's ahead of us. And, uh, thought we played well tonight. Thought the pitchers threw the ball well tonight. And uh, we got enough offense to uh, get the job done. Let's go to the phones. Northside Dave joining us this afternoon. How you doing, Dave? Hey, guys. How we doing today, man? Hanging what's going on? Yeah. Well, in regards to what you just guys are talking about, changing the divisions and why the Astros got moved from the National League to the American League, that's the uh, responsibility. The guy who did, who did that, he did that as a favor to the Brewers, the good old commissioner, former owner Bud Sealing. He did that because the Brewers weren't winning in the Central, in the division they were winning when they were in the American League. So right before he stepped down, that's what he did at that switch. He, well, he put the Brewers in the National League and moved the Astros to the American League. And I forgot what year it was, but it's been that's that was always been a fishy thing to me why he did that. Well, our yeah. our question wasn't so much why they were moved from National to American, and more why they were placed in the American League West. They had a total. They had a great chance there to just restructure that whole thing. Yeah, and I mean, it, they it, left it alone and yeah, just put them because we were the only division that had four teams, so they had to just throw them in there i just i hate it yeah hate it, was, it. it was nasty but but they yeah just dominated but, as soon as they showed up but what you said there dave I, that, that is true i have heard that that there was a little uh the former seattle the, pilots under the table favor milwaukee brewers there. the uh yeah the the seattle pilots that's true yeah one yeah. year yeah what, we had them you and then you, they were gone you and your seattle thing you know you would you would think that you're actually from there it's true that's why you're so weird yeah gotcha agreed gotcha I flaunt that, man. Come on. And who wouldn't, man? I mean, you get you guys. You're all the same up there. Seattle. Thank Port- you. Portland. Yeah, thank you. People- I don't I don't know how to take that. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I don't right. know. What I, you you literally went to college there, my friend. I did. Yeah, the you other did. Side, the other side of the Cascades. So you though, understand. I went to I went on the, I the scab lands but east look, of the Cascades. I grew up there, too, so I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. So the Astros weren't the only ones that, did, that came up big last night. More news out of the ballpark and... We'll head back to the college gridiron as well. 512-834-1027 is a number here on the bullpen. This is the bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. So what are you saying? We need to go to uh, XM, is that what you're saying? I would like that. So these off-air conversations, people can hear them? Yeah, so we can, you know, say what we really want to say on air. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd lose my job. Easily. I'd probably lose my job on series if I said what I really thought. Nah, maybe. I don't know. They got they I'd, got Howard Stern. I'd make Stern so. I'd make Stern blush. That is a that is quite the challenge. Mm-hmm. 
I'm glad we can put that out in live airwaves. Maybe someone of uh, importance could hear that and set this up. I'll let you know when I'm planning on getting that, making that happen. So you just want to make Howard Stern incredibly uncomfortable. Well, I mean, you know, fair is fair, right? That's what I'm saying. That's that's the contest. Who fair can make them fair. the most uncomfortable? Fair is fair. Interesting. I'd like to see that. So the Astros clinched uh, last night. Uh, not the only ones, though, that had a uh, big night. Also in New York. 2-2. Two, two. He struck him out, and the ball game is over. For the first time since 2016, the 2022 New York Mets will be going to the postseason. The 10th postseason berth in franchise history. And along the way, Max Scherzer picks up his 200th victory. See, uh, so uh, uh, two big things happen in this. Uh, but usually, if, if you're picking up your 200th career win mm-hmm. as, a, as a starting pitcher, that's the news of the night, you mm-hmm. know? This is an afterthought to the fact that the Mets have clinched for the first time since 2016. Which, by the way, I, I, I am so thrilled about. I love the Mets. Uh, mainly because I hate the Yankees so much. Right. And so I love to see this. I'm so happy for the Mets. Yeah. I, I don't I, have a dog I, in this fight. Couldn't care less about New York. Yeah. Right? But yeah. I just love the Mets for some reason. It It's easier when you have a couple friends who are big Mets fans. Oh, yeah. Like, like, like we have yeah, Alyssa and Danny. Yeah. And, and we've been... We've been texting about baseball all all summer long, mm-hmm. and it's been fantastic. It's actually been good. You know, each both of our teams went through a you know a tough stretch, but come out on top. They've already clinched. My team's on the verge of clinching, and it's been fun. Yeah, it, it's been and and it's made me kind of root for the Mets as well. Yeah, not only because they have a really good team, obviously, but just because you know I hear all the ins and outs all the time when whenever we're talking about them, and they're fun, man. They got some fun guys to watch. You know, Pete Alonso, I think. He hit a bomb last night. I think it was like 437 feet. That's probably nothing for him. Uh, yeah. That was I probably mean, just an easy swing for him. Yeah. He was, it was, he's a bruiser. A, it was a nice. You got Lindor out there. But, uh, Jacob DeGrom, one of the best pitchers in baseball. DeGrom. Not even mentioning Max Scherzer yet. And his lunatic was, eyes. Man, I can't, I don't know how people interview him and, and not stare at that. He's scarier when he's smiling. Like when he's actually in a good mood, the guy's creepy. Because it's not, it's the most sinister, creepy smile I've ever seen. It's that heterochromia thing he's got in his eyes, yeah, you know, yeah, with, yeah. The, with the one blue, one brown. I think that just adds to his, the unsettled feeling that everybody That's gets why he's one at. of the best. He was phenomenal last night, though. And in fact, he got pulled. He had a perfect game going last night. Mm-hmm. His perfect game was intact when they pulled him. 68 pitches he'd thrown. He struck out nine through six. And Showalter pulled him after 68 pitches. And you want to get mad about it, right? But he was coming off, you know, Scherzer was coming off that oblique injury, that mm-hmm. left oblique injury. And, and Showalter said, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to throw him deep into this game. Or we're yeah. not going to let him throw deep into the game. Yeah. He was on a pitch count no matter what. Right. And if you're mad about it, then you're, you're not, you're looking at the bigger picture here. Right. Because not even he was upset about it. Right. He didn't mention it once at all. I'm sure he was just. I'm sure he was more excited. He still was in line for his two hundredth two hundredth victory, 200 and wins. he was the he was the pitcher of of record to clinch the Mets' first postseason berth in what two thousand sixteen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So you know, we're we're the, in- the bigger picture. Nobody really cared about the perfect game at that right, point, right? Although they would have, um, sure, they would have if they got to the ninth inning. But, but were, were it not for that oblique injury, then yeah, he probably would have gone a lot longer than six. And, what's and, an oblique? Uh, yeah, and when reached for comments, <laughs> Cy Young said, "The hell's an oblique." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think anyone from the early '90s and before that would want to know the same thing. Yeah, uh, it was. It's his fourth perfect game bid through six innings. 
which ties for the most in the expansion era since 1961. Because he's a he's a freak of nature. And just on a side note, there there have been 3,688 days now without a perfect game in the majors, longest span uh, since a 13 year drought between 68 and 81. And the last guy to throw it, you know who it was, the King. Felix Hernandez. The King. August 15th. King Felix. 2012. The one game I almost, I almost went to that game, too. I'm so mad I didn't go. Should have gone, man. I know. Should have gone. I was influenced. As much as you talk up, those Mariners should have been there. That was how long ago? You have failed. How long ago was I don't that? Know, dude. They were already having a losing record that, was, that game as that well. Was, that was a little over the a decade ga- ago. The, the, yeah, exactly. The season was just about wrapped already, so... It was a mid-afternoon game. Some I was t- supposed to work. I didn't work. Tell yourself whatever you have Almost to. got on the train to go down there. Justify it in whatever way you must. Spin this web of lies. How about this? A week later, I saw Jared Washburn one-hitter. That was, that was right. <laughs> you even remember Jared Washburn? I do remember Jared Washburn. It actually took me a month to figure out his name, and it just popped into my head just now. How that's about actually, that? Well, I mean, that's a hell of a... I've never seen a one-hitter before. That's I've seen cool. a two-hitter. And it was such that's a... That's the closest I've ever seen. It was a seeing-eye single, too. If they would have just kind of played back a little bit, they would have got it. He would have got a no-hitter. Actually, he would have got a perfect game because he didn't walk anyone. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of not walking anyone, I'm pretty sure Clayton Kershaw didn't walk anybody last night. Yeah, he allowed one run on six hits, struck Does out he even ten. Know how to walk anyone? Struck out ten, uh, and uh, yeah, didn't walk anybody. So Kershaw helped LA lock up their first round by with that 10K gem last night. They've yeah. also clinched home field advantage uh, with their, their their 102nd win of the season, most in the majors this year. And the sun is hot. And water is wet, yeah. and the Dodgers make the playoffs. Let me tell you something. What you, what you are seeing right now is the makings of a rematch of 2017. The Dodgers are going to be out for blood if they meet the Astros again mm-hmm. in the World Series. They're not going to be too happy. No. Yep. A lot of the same guys on that team as well. Mm-hmm. They remember. Mm-hmm. They remember. So the Dodgers, don't forget. The Dodgers, like the Astros, going to have the advantage of being rested while their opponents are going to have to go through the three-game series to advance. Um I mean, yeah, the, these Dodgers look great. Kershaw looked great. Now the question is going to be, are we going to get Kershaw this Kershaw? Or are we going to get historically typical postseason Kershaw? I hope not. I hope they I do. Really I hope, hope that's not. the Kershaw we get. I like, I like watching the Dodgers. I like the dude that you can point at and laugh going, you're the ace. <laughs> <laughs> you're the ace. You suck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I dare you to do that. Well, I would if I was. We'll, we'll fly you to L.A. And once he doesn't start hey, showing up, you it, start pointing the finger. If that's you can be the takes, new Miami guy. You'll be the heckler, point, the heck, heckling right. pointer. If that's all it takes for a free trip out to California, then I'll, uh, yeah, I'm dude, not I'll, paying I'll, for I'll that. I can't pay for. I can't even pay for myself to go out there. You well, God me? knows a radio station's not going to pay for it. No. Uh, so obviously, keeping Clayton Kershaw healthy going to be a top priority for the Dodgers now as they head into uh, October. Um, yeah. I like the Dodgers' chances to make it all the way into the uh, the fall classic. How about Joey Gallo going from the Yanks to the Dodgers and all of a sudden having another resurgence? Oh, he what boomed the hell last is that night about? too. Joey yeah. Gallo and Chris Taylor, four hundred thirty-seven feet yeah. last night. Yeah, um, I didn't know he still had it in him. I like Joey Gallo too. He's funny well, as a human, sure, but as a baseball player, he's very confusing. Well, maybe yeah. he didn't like being on the Yankees because he couldn't have facial hair. Is that why you think that was? No, I don't know why. No. <laughs> I just he wasn't playing well for with them. So if the playoffs began, if the MLB postseason began today, you'd have you'd have the wild card round, Mariners at Guardians and Rays at Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Winner of the Mariners Guardians would go on to take on the Yanks. I would predict the Mariners I Mariners kinda, Yankees. Kinda hope that. I think that's what's gonna happen. I kinda hope I really that do. the Yankee we get the Yankees because we match up very well against them. Uh well, 
We'll see. And they have not, not been historically. Play- they have not been playing great. You know what the strategy is? Walk Aaron Judge. Or do not give him a you can you can either intentionally walk him or just throw him four straight crappy balls. You guys would be the first team all season to not throw to him, apparently. No kidding. The guy's got fifty nine bombs. Well, he has he doesn't have sixty. He doesn't have sixty yet. I don't so, know if they're uh, gonna throw to him now. So my prediction would probably be Mariners Yankees and then very likely Blue Jays Astros. Yeah. And then you'd wind up with a Yankees Astros LCS. No. And an Astros no. World Series. Don't Negative. act like your Mariners are going to win. They're not. Negative. I love your Mariners, but they're not going to matter. Hey, our pitching can match up. With, with our pitching series. can match up with anybody. Are you kidding me? Luis Castillo, okay. Robbie Ray, okay. Logan Gilbert. You know what he did yesterday? He threw six innings, one walk, eleven strikeouts. I did know that. I did know that. All right. For that story, I pulled for you. Bring it. Uh, we'll see what happens. Over we got the, Slam Tana as over well. in the National League. It's looking like right now the Phillies and Cardinals, uh, and then the Padres at Braves, and then the winner of the Phillies Cardinals will go on to face the Mets. The winner is the Padres Braves going to face the Dodgers. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Dodgers are making it out. Dodgers of that. are making. Yeah. It. I, I, I hope it's Dodgers Braves though. I'd like Dodgers Cardinals honestly. That could be fun, especially the Dodgers if Cardinals Pujols and the, and the LCS. Well. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, would yeah, love. Yeah. I would absolutely love that. That'd be a great swan song for all three of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. See. Uh, Baseball, baby. It's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. It's so, so wonderful. Yeah. We love it. Uh, over the uh, college gridiron, the uh, Texas Longhorns linebacker, DeMarvion Overshone, uh, still questionable as to whether or not he's going to get to play the first half of the uh, Big 12. Really weird how that tech. story dropped yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody really messed up on that, mm. and then everybody ran with it because this was months ago that he got popped. What is this? this is for that targeting. Call. Oh, we're talking Saturday. about targeting. Okay. Yeah. I'm talking yeah, about something else call. that. Involved him yesterday about the marijuana. No, yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. That was a while ago. Yeah, and that was, but it that's got a reported as it happened on Monday. Yeah, yeah. So so you got pops and pot. Who cares, dude? You know. Seriously, just yeah. legalize it. Yeah. Um, but uh, so he was having a pretty big game on Saturday against the Roadrunners. He got ejected in the fourth quarter for that hit on quarterback Frank Harris, which was deemed to be targeting. Right. Um, he had ten tackles up to that point. Uh, head coach Steve Sarkeesian confirmed that uh, uh, that uh, he has uh, sent in the paperwork and the video uh, to the conference. They are going to be filing an official appeal here. Yeah, we, we appealed. We sent it in yesterday. It's a you know a form and video that you fill out, and so we'll see. Uh, I don't know. I haven't I haven't got I haven't heard back yet, and I, I don't know the exact timetable. But yes, we've appealed it. Okay. Yeah. So this Good. is a, a this kind of a new. Uh, I think it's a newer rule where where teams can send the form and the relevant videos to the conference office uh, and have a second half targeting call over. Mm-hmm. The, and it, like you said, the second half targeting call is weird. Yeah. Right. So if it is overturned, then the player who was hit with the targeting call gets to play the first half of the next game. If not, they still have to sit out the first half. I would hope half game suspension is weird. They, yeah. That they look at this and see that they they made a mistake. Because I know we talked about the other day that. I, f- I, f- I feel like refs have a little more leniency with the call. Yeah. You know, just if it's close, just call it. And if they want to appeal, we'll take care of it. Mm. Nothing against you. This is just, we-, we got your back. Just call it. So I'm hoping that that's kind of the process. And then they see it and they overturn it. And they already told the refs, look, if we overturn it, it's nothing against you. We'd rather th- these guys, these kids be safe. So if it's close, call it, and we'll we'll take care of the rest. Yeah, I mean, I, I to that degree, yeah, sure. You know, that when it, when it, some safety, are more egregious, sure egregiously safe. false than others. Sure, this one looks like that's in that category. Yeah, but we'll see. I guess this uh, will set some precedent. I'm sure. Well, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I, 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 it very well might. Yeah, you're right. Uh, junior defensive back Jade Barron 
named Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week after his performance in right that on. 41-20 win over UTSA on Saturday. Yeah, uh, He had that pick six in the third quarter, real critical play for the Horns' defense. Um, he uh, was pretty... He he talked up the the UTSA game plan. Uh, you know, said that they, Frank Harris, their quarterback, you know, called him an electric signal caller. Said it was a really good test. Uh, said Harris did a great job getting out of the pocket. Um, so real complimentary of the Roadrunners. Uh, he added six tackles against UTSA. So now he's going to have to bring that playmaking to Lubbock Saturday as uh, the Horns take on Texas Tech yeah. up there in Lubbock. Look, UTSA is not a bad team. They just got a really tough schedule to start, and they. I think they're going to be right there at the end of it, and you know they could be ranked by the end of it too. It's I feel possible like. they they've given a lot of teams hell, not not so much the Longhorns, but I other think teams. the Longhorns are just really good. Yeah, I think they're a lot better than we expected them to be, and to to show that performance against UTSA should be really encouraging. I agree for the rest of the year. I agree. Uh, Tex quarterback Donovan Smith, uh, he's he's the one that's going to be going up against the Horns this weekend. Uh, as as they open up uh, Big 12 play against the Red Raiders, 2.30 on Saturday in Lubbock. Uh, the Texas Tech is going to be out with, without their linebacker, Bryce Ramirez, who uh, yesterday had a second surgery on a broken left leg. Oh, no. Uh, hospitalized still in Raleigh, North Carolina. Did oh, you man. see this this injury over the weekend? I didn't. But I heard about it. So he fractured his lower left leg Saturday night. It was in the first half of that 27-14 loss. Um, the... So I, so I guess he went to tackle uh, NC State Wolf, Wolfpack running back Jordan Houston. Pyle rolled over on Ramirez's leg. Mm-hmm. His leg was still planted in the turf. Oh, God. And it bent below the knee, twisted uh, abnormally. It was not quite a Theisman situation, but kind of on par with that. You know? Killing me. Yeah. Um, they got him out pretty quick. He uh, tweeted out from uh, his personal account yesterday uh, saying that uh, he's on the road to recovery. He's thanking everybody for a... Uh, He's thanking uh, NC Wolfpack Nation for treating him like uh, he's one of their own as, as he's been recovering there love in Raleigh. You love to so, see uh, it. You know, here's hoping he gets back on his feet sooner rather than later. Yeah. hate to see that. You know, injury is one thing, but that kind of injury is, you know, I just hate it. It's good. You know, at the end of the, at the end of the day, it is just a game. So it's great to see. When you see opposing yeah. teams helping out the opposing team player who yeah. needs to go to the hospital or whatever, yeah. get them out of there, help well, them out. And, and two, just uh, maybe this maybe is a, on a more selfish level, but, you know, Tech is one of the Horns' bigger rivals in the Big 12. Yep. Could be one of the one of the last times that the Horns get to play That's true. Tech. So you want their best out there on the field. Right. I want you to bring me your best because yeah. I'm going to bring you mine. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when they lose a guy like him, it's, it's frustrating. Tough, you know? Yeah, because, you know, you want their, them to be, you want them starters. to be full squad. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, News out of Austin here. Oh. Former Longhorn and Seahawk, Earl, Ta- Earl Thomas. He's selling his Austin home. Now, his wife, Nina, she filed for divorce a year ago, several months after she got arrested for pointing, allegedly pointing a gun at him when she found him in bed naked with several women and his brother. Yeah. At the short-term rental here in Austin. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So this house that's on the market, it's uh, more than three acres. It's on Lake Austin, seven bedrooms, five and a half bathrooms, Italian architecture. Chef kitchen, window walls, wine cellar, a cool six million dollars. Could be yours today, Brandon. <laughs> could be yours today. With Look, the money we if make I it. could afford it, I would absolutely take it. Give me a break, but I'm just sad about the the harsh fall fallout of Earl Thomas. Yeah, because I want to know what the hell he's doing in bed with his brother. Like that, that's what I. That's my big concern. Why you? It starts with, with an O and ends with a Y. Yeah, I get it, but that's gross, dude. Yeah, that's well, you, you, you don't you don't know how families are, I guess. Earl Thomas family. Apparently, apparently we know that now. But yeah. it just it's sad to see. You know, I was a big fan 
watching him with the Hawks for so long. You know, we watched him grow up in front of us, basically. Yeah. And he was just a phenomenal player. And then the fallout from him leaving there was just as bad. So, yeah, I hope, I hope he gets Ravens? Is that Ravens, Ravens, yeah. yeah. I hope he gets right with whatever's going on, if something's going on. Just, God had a beef with him, too. His lightning struck his house back in August, <laughs> last yeah. month. Burned Take it down. the signs. Take the signs. Yeah, man. Earl. Yeah, you got to change your life. Yikes. Change your life. Uh, over to the ice, where a couple of retirement uh, announcements made today. One of them uh, hurts my heart. Boston Bruin great. Zdeno Chara announcing his NHL retirement. Was that expected? Uh, not re- Well, yeah. he's 45, so it's not necessarily unexpected. These guys play forever. But he, this is one of the toughest dudes to ever play modern hockey. 6'9", yeah. I think he's the tallest guy to ever play uh, for the NHL. Wow, 6'9". 6'9". And he's actually uh, he signed a one-day contract. One-day contract with, with the, the Bruins. Bruins. Where so was he, he? So he could retire. Uh, I believe he was with Washington. Okay. He was with Washington Capitals. And he's coming back just for one day for the Bruins so he can retire as a Boston Bruin. Good for him. Absolutely. I love that. I love Damn saying right. that. Damn yeah. right. Uh, he was a beast, an absolute beast, Zidane Chara. Also, star defenseman free agent P.K. Subban announcing his retirement. Uh, 13 seasons with the Montreal Canadiens, Nashville Predators, and most recently the New Jersey Devils, I believe. He suited up for 834 games, 115 goals, 467 points. He had a great career. Man, I'm sad all these legacy guys are retiring now that I'm just getting into hockey. Yeah. Like, slow down, y'all. Yeah. Let me, so let me see what how it's hockey, been. Huh? So who's your well, team? The Kraken. The Kraken. Seattle Kraken. The Seattle of course. Kraken. Why would they not? Who else would my team be? I forgot they exist, honestly. Wow. I didn't mean anything by that. Wow. I just forgot they They had a, a full season last year. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> they just, you know, they, they have they've done they they haven't made their mark yet. You know? Well, of course not. Give them time. They had horrible injuries last year. All their best players got hurt. Yeah, and they're for some reason the the goal their goalie who was on the short list of being getting you know goalie of the year last the season prior could not stop a single goal to save his life. It was it was brutal. Grubauer, 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 Grubauer. Yeah, I love that name though. He'll be all right, though. I think. Uh, you know, as we talked about on Friday, that we got some. We had a we had a big fight on Saturday, and then coming up later on uh, next month, YouTuber uh, Jake Paul. Fighting, oh, that hasn't fighting, happened yet. Uh, no, oh, I was really hoping UFC that was last weekend. Anderson. So this is going to be a weird, already an unorthodox matchup here. Yeah. Now it got even weirder. UFC and Bellator MMA veteran Chris Avila competing against YouTube star Dr. Mike. You ever even heard of Dr. Mike? I've never heard of either no person you I just did. said. Dr. Mike, whose real name is some Slavic name I can't pronounce. Okay. Uh, pretty well known, apparently. Social is media he a YouTube fighter? Yeah, no, he's just a uh, social media influencer. Some, he's just some God. guy with a YouTube account and 23 million followers. He this... had one amateur fight back in May against a unanimous win against some other YouTube guy. That nobody's ever, well, I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's fighting uh, uh, UFC and Bellator MMA veteran Chris Avila. This is how I know we're on the wrong timeline. Yeah. We're on the wrong timeline for any of my community friends out there. We are on the wrong timeline. We need to get back to the right timeline. This yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. Stop making influencers famous. Well, that's going to do it for us here on this Tuesday edition of the Bullpen. And we're that's a way to so end the show, man. that you joined us today. Yes, <laughs> it is about indeed. influencers. Yes, it is We are indeed. on the right track, clearly. Hey, we're radio influencers. Well, yeah, we, okay. we do it old school. Live radio. My girlfriend says I'm we famous. We go Bill O'Reilly style. We do it live. <laughs> that's it for us. Stick around. Paul Feinbaum up next. We'll see you tomorrow. See ya.